RNZ Pacific News. Atamarie ko Lydia Lewis Thane. East Tana residents in Vanuatu are in desperate need of food following two tropical cyclones and now acid rain from Mount Yasa, which is an active volcano. The Vanuatu Daily Post says Rita Kalema, who is seven months pregnant, told them the majority of locally grown food has been damaged. Images of Tana show some houses completely damaged as the heat of the sun beats down on residents trying to pick up the pieces on an empty stomach. Trucks are taking much-needed water to impacted residents and the French army has been responding there, handing out essential supplies. The Tuvalu Prime Minister has asked a global conference to include climate vulnerability in assessing whether a country leaves the world's least developed countries list. Kalsia Natano told a UN conference on least developed countries in Doha, the reality of small island developing states is constantly facing cyclones, droughts and outbreaks of diseases and it's not fully captured in the current indicators. Christina Persico has more. Mr Natano told the conference that in 2022, Tuvalu faced a prolonged drought and subsequent outbreaks of dengue and typhoid. He says according to the current assessments, the only criterion Tuvalu does not meet is the Economic Vulnerability Index. But he says graduating from the Least Developed Country or LDC status will restrict the country's development efforts and result in the withdrawal of LDC-specific international support. Meanwhile, Tonga's Prime Minister told the conference climate change is his country's greatest security threat. Tokelau has a new ulu o Tokelau, or head of government. The inauguration of Kelihiaho Kalolo was last week, including cultural activities. The first day of the general whanau kicked off last Tuesday on Datafu. In a statement, National Public Service General Manager Tino Vitale says the general whanau chairperson, deputy chairperson and the 28 members of the 12th government of Tokelau have been sworn in. Australian Human Rights Law Centre remains hopeful that Canberra will soon take responsibility for its destructive offshore detention policy. This comes as Canberra last week failed to back legislation to bring the detainees still on Nauru and in Papua New Guinea to Australia. The Law Centre's senior lawyer, Scott Cosgriff, points out that Labor has previously said it planned to end the policy, but nearly a year into its term of government, it has not acted. He says the Law Centre hopes that by working with the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and the Government of New Zealand, more and more people can be moved from detention. But ultimately, that is not going to provide a solution for everyone. So we urge the Government of Australia to take responsibility for this, take responsibility for something that all along has been Australia's responsibility and make good on its public intention to bring everybody off these two places of detention by the end of this year. More than 900 fish farming households in Papua New Guinea will benefit from the provision of 20,000 fingerlings to 15 inland fishery groups. This has been provided by the UN's Food and Agriculture Organisation of the United Nations under the European Union-funded Street PNG programme. The initiative is aimed at supporting aquaculture or inland fish farmers to increase fish production, 
with quality fingerlings for better income generation, as well as to improve household nutrition and support food security in rural communities. New Zealand's Prime Minister Chris Hipkins hopes a last-minute meeting with teachers this week will avert strike action. Around 50,000 teachers plan to walk off the job on Thursday, but Mr Hipkins says the government is working hard to resolve the dispute. We acknowledge that some of the issues that they're raising, including around workload, those are issues that we do want to work with them on. My invitation to them is to, to get back around the table with the Ministry of Education so that we can find a way forward. He says he acknowledges the matters raised by the union and wants negotiations to make progress. Meanwhile, Wellington principals worry they will have to sack hundreds of teachers if enrolments fall by nearly 9,000 children over the next 10 years. The Education Ministry has forecast the region's role will drop 11% by 2032. Nigel Freighter from the Wellington Regional Primary Principals Association says that could cost jobs. Certainly in those more inner city schools, we're going to see potentially the numbers of teachers that can be employed dropping slightly year on year. But I'd like to think that if we approach this creatively with the ministry working alongside the sector, that we'll be able to minimise the negative impact of this drop in numbers. He says he hopes the ministry will fund smaller class sizes so schools can keep their teachers. Four astronauts have returned to Earth on a SpaceX capsule after spending five months on the International Space Station. The capsule splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico. The crew included cosmonaut Anna Kikina, the first Russian to fly on an American spacecraft in 20 years. Despite tensions between the US and Russia over the Ukraine war, NASA has repeatedly said its partnership with Russia's space agency is vital to continuing the International Space Station's operation. In sport, the Breakers are one win away from their first NBL title since 2015. The best of five grand final series is tied at two all after the Breakers beat the defending champion Sydney Kings 80-70 in Auckland last night. Coach Modi Meyer doesn't want to get into a war of words with Kings coach Chase Buford, who was unhappy with the Breakers. His team plays very, very physical basketball. Do not paint this as we play physical and they don't. They play extremely physical and we love it. This is what we want in a playoff. So all the noise to try and get a whistle for the next game, I'm not taking part of this. The title decider is in Sydney on Wednesday night. The Black Caps will chase 257 runs for victory on the final day of the first test against Sri Lanka. New Zealand bowled the tourists out for 302 before reaching 28 for one at the end of day four. Ireland have beaten Scotland 22-7 and are one win away from a Six Nations Grand Slam. And Arsenal restored their five-point lead at the top of the Premier League with a 3-0 victory over Fulham. And that is the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website rnzi.com.